What's going on, everybody? Welcome to On The Craft. I'm Jeff Marshall. He's Brandon Morgan. Hello. We are your hosts. And this is our post-Oscar episode. Recapping what happened, the winners, the losers, the show itself, all that good stuff. So to start off, uh, the, the full total victory, I guess, goes to Brandon. Yeah. Thank you. Not surprisingly. I'll take it. I'll take it. The last act- last time we did this, Brandon and I both lost to one of your friends. I yep. don't remember who, but Brandon and I usually pick pretty well. The last two years were rough, though. There weren't as many clear cut winners as there were this year. Like all the acting categories, all the acting were, were yeah, those were easy to pick. They'd run away with everything beforehand, so it was pretty straightforward. Where you where you pulled the victory out though was director and picture. I I yeah. I did not guess those correctly. So we'll just do a quick recap of what we had picked who actually won and talk a little bit about the speeches and stuff. So the first one, I guess let's do is adapted screenplay. Okay, sure. You want me to start off with the one that I lost? Yes, because all of them from here on out are going to be all my losses. So yes, we're going to start with yours since you win. Let me have my own win. Yeah. The, um, I, you know, I, I didn't particularly think that little women was this fantastic screenplay and I don't trust the Academy to pick great screenplays, in my opinion, because I think the greatest screenplay I ever read was Nightcrawler, just as an actual holding it in my hands and turning the page and reading it. Just so it. I, I and the audience are clear, you're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah, Tony kind Gilroy. of like... The Tony Gilroy script. Yeah, yeah, it was like a... Reading that was like... It, it, it could have... You could just publish that as a novel, the screenplay. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, he broke a ton of of screenplay rules with regard to, you know, the normal structure and normal just slug lines and stuff. We're all not there, but you knew exactly what he was getting at. You followed the story perfectly. There was character development. There was story. There was laughter. There was tension. There was fear. There was, there was I would also say it's pretty original. I've not seen. Sure. But so anyway, so when that didn't win, you know, and I'm still mad at the Academy. Who won that year? I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Fuck them. (laughs) <laughs> and for Gary Oldman not winning in 1994 for Immortal Beloved, I don't really trust them for... Man, acting. you hold a grudge. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, when you look at that, that should have been the culmination of the, the greatest like six years of an acting, of showing acting range for Oldman. From Sid and Nancy, okay, where he plays Sid Vicious, okay? Mm-hmm. And then to True Romance, where he basically plays a black guy, okay, and does it brilliantly. And then... The Professional. That was after. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it was 93 was or 4, after. but... It was after, but wait. And then he he played um, a Westie in State of Grace opposite Sean Penn. Oh, yeah. With the perfect, perfect accent, New York accent from Hell's Kitchen in, in like midtown Manhattan. And then he plays fucking Beethoven and there wasn't a false note in the performance. Okay. Well, so I mean, look at just Peter that O'Toole. Range. And Peter then, O'Toole never won one his entire life. I feel like f- that was a big travesty as well. But I and mean, then the in there, to get it right. And then in there, throw in Lee Harvey Oswald and Dracula. Okay, in the midst of those, that he just, uh, I got a couple weeks. I'll go do. I'll go work with Coppola and with Oliver Stone for a minute. I, I have no argument with yeah, you about so, Gary Oldman so, whatsoever. <laughs> but I mean, getting back to the fact of the Academy. Sure. I guess particularly screwed this one person over. Yeah, a lot. And, and you're upset about that. Right. And I get that. And so they give it to him for Churchill. Like, okay, great. Thank you. 20 <laughs> fucking five years too late. Peter O'Toole only got a Lifetime Achievement Academy Award. What was he going to win one for? Best, name it. He's had a million things that he was worthy of winning for. I can't remember how many times he was nominated. Breaks of Wrath, 12 Angry Men. But there, Men. Was, there were tons. 
Why are you think, thinking? No, you're thinking of Fonda. I'm thinking of absolutely. I'm thinking of you're Fonda. thinking of Fonda. That's and all you're right. You're thinking of Peter O'Toole is what you said I, several yes. times. Right. Okay. Yeah. Peter O'Toole is in Troy. You know. Um, yeah. So, what are you going to give it? Lawrence of Arabia. Obviously, he could have walked away with that. That was fantastic. Um, I guess the point is, is the Academy, like you said, does not always get it right. But that is just our opinion. They have their own. They're entitled to it. It's art. It can't be right. It can't be wrong. It is just the majority rules. Um, Stop it! I know. Hey, I'm sorry. That's it's no different than we. So <laughs> we're not we're not right or wrong either. So uh, yeah, best adapted man, great Jojo Rabbit, awesome, very well deserving. And to I, be honest, I thought they were going to give it to Greta Gerwig because they would feel pressure to include women. women in it. Yeah, right. Which would have been a shitty reason to give it to her because she's super talented and deserves it. She deserves it on her own merit. Of course, she yeah, does. absolutely. Course and I does. agree with you, honestly. I watch Little Women. I. Uh, is it a great script? Of course, it's a great script. But have we seen it before? Yeah, two other times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. you know, wh- what can you do? I just feel like, uh, well, here, let me just say, I'm glad the Joker didn't win it. Your backup pick, or your you won the, you wanted to win, was the two popes. Yeah, mine was JoJo. I wanted JoJo. Yep. I really thought maybe that the Joker could pull it out of the Irishman. I am just so happy that Taika Waititi won for Jojo Rabbit. If you haven't seen it, it is fantastic. It is funny. It is really, really sweet. It's innocent, and it and it deals with a very, very you know sensitive subject, obviously. So if you haven't already, check that one out. Now, original screenplay. Parasite. Yes. Yeah. The cool thing about Parasite was that in terms of a screenplay, you're lucky if you have one like big idea mm-hmm. for a screenplay, okay? And this one had two really big ideas that he was able to use. I mean, that dovetailed together so nicely. And something like that usually can, from my opinion anyway, can really run slow. Yeah. This I felt the movie pacing was, yeah. the pacing of the movie was fantastic. Yeah. I was, I was and, you know, and that's because, you know, the, he, the writer also directed it. Right. So he understood the nuances right. of it and what was going to be required to get the story across. But so, yeah, I, I thought, you know, very deserving of all the original screenplays out there. If you're sticking really to the letter of the category, best original screenplay. And I know what they mean is not, you know, adapted from, from another medium. From, right. right. But if you really take, you know, the other definition of that word original, like what was the most of fucking original story out there? Definitely. And I think you had an argument about Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Hey. Hey, Johnny Depp. <laughs> nope. Wrong one. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Possibly pulling it out because... It was an homage to Hollywood. And obviously we were in Hollywood. When and they, they, Hollywood loves going down and they love it, yeah. <laughs> They absolutely love it. So And Quentin's won and twice. And Quentin's won twice. The Academy right. loves them. And, you know, yeah. But uh, mm. but there were problems. But that it. is kind of, in a way, adapted because you did have this true story as a backdrop. Um, but he didn't, uh, he didn't tell that story. He didn't, right? Which was great. Yeah, it was great. He We're changed. not going to ruin it for you guys, but just watch. But he didn't watch he, that film. Right, he it chose is, to not tell that story. I I sat there. This is a very long movie. I sat there in the theater, going, "Oh man, I just know what's coming. I know what's coming." And I did not know what was coming, folks. Neither and neither will you. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it, it will. Yeah, I think the ending will make you feel good. Surprise! It's classic Quentin yeah. Tarantino just pulling yeah. a rabbit out of his hat. Yeah. So, uh, what do we have here? Brandon and I both picked Parasite to win. Parasite did win. All the acting categories we thought would win won. Yeah, everybody. I mean, that was even Vegas knew that you couldn't get good money on that anywhere. No. Yeah. Really quickly, thinking of all the actors and their speeches. 
so we have Brandon's opinion. I don't know if we need to elaborate on that one. But well, I think it was pretty clear with how I felt. Yeah. I will say that I like that at least what Joaquin was doing was not political. I don't like when politics finds its way in there. Although, mm-hmm. you know, Brad had his quick little political jab. Yeah, that was sure. fine. It wasn't the whole speech. Joaquin chose to use this as an opportunity to speak to the world. The Oscars are one of the most watched, even though the ratings were extremely low this year compared yeah. to other years. This is one of the most watched programs in the world. It's yeah. shown in so many languages and so many countries in just about every continent. So the fact that he was talking about a global issue, yeah, I have nothing but respect for it. The only problem that Brandon and I had, and I'm going to speak on his behalf here because he vocalized it to me while mm-hmm. we were watching, is that what it was about 90 seconds too long, maybe even two minutes too long. Because he'd already won three, three or four other awards for acting in this category in the weeks prior, he really was saying the same thing again. Um, but that's okay. He's passionate about it, and as I was telling Brandon before we started recording, I was honored enough to meet him yesterday. He came into where I work for lunch. He is so genuine. He is very, very kind. He just approached a family who was waiting for their vehicle and just struck up a conversation, introduced himself, wished them well, asked them how their day was going. He was just looking to connect with people. He seemed very genuine. So I don't doubt his passion yeah. for what the subject was well, he was talking on. about. He tried to connect with my girlfriend in 1999. So, all right. When he <laughs> was a kid. That was 20 years ago. He was a stupid kid. What did you try to do in 1999? Do you want to go, go down that rabbit hole? No, here's what, here, here's, here's what was great about Joaquin's speech. Um, Take it as a compliment. Joaquin Phoenix up there, he showed who he is. Uh, and I, in my opinion... What makes him? And I did not like his performance in Joker. I just right, didn't. Right, I think he's right. one of the finest actor of, actors of his generation. I agree. I but agree. what makes Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin Phoenix was the last, not the first four minutes of his speech about what he's obviously very passionate about with animal rights, but the last thirty seconds when he had to catch his breath when he tried to bring up his brother who died twenty five, twenty six years ago. Okay. And he was just so emotionally available and he wasn't yeah. worried about anybody seeing it. And so that ability of his to tap into and to not be afraid of an emotional moment that, that, right. that he's having is, be what vulnerable. Al- is what allows him to connect to these characters. And Absolutely. So it was great. So, it was. And that you would know better than I, but I have to imagine River was a huge influence on him wanting to pursue acting. Well, that's what he was saying throughout the whole course of, of this, of this campaign aw- aw- award run. Right. Was, you know, because he, um, he did Parenthood. When he was when he was young, before that he did Space Camp too. Right, but I mean, Parenthood yeah, put him on the map. Right, and then he stopped asking. And he was Leaf Phoenix back then because he, he wanted to have an earthly name. And he was just he was the only sibling I think that didn't have some sort of rain or river nature or based name. Yeah, and then and he stopped acting. For yeah, a while. he like got out of it. But then it was according to Joaquin Phoenix, it was his brother River Phoenix who came to him and said, "You're going to start acting again, and this is what you're going to do, and you're going to be great at it, and you're going to be wow. better than me at it." And so that's when he's when he started up again. Yeah. Which I believe was to die for in 1995 was to die for where he met Casey. Absolutely. But that was uh, best actor. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had Renee Renee was great and was fine. Uh, Short, sweet to the point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I got the impression she knew she was going to win. She didn't react half as excited as she did when she went for cold mountain for supporting actors, which is fine. Nothing against her. She deserved it again. Brennan's opinion. Um, (laughs) <laughs> we got both those right. Brad Pitt was fantastic. Of course. 
Great. What a great guy. Great performance. Just, you, yeah, great performance. Great role for him. He's done so many roles that where you just feel like he's deserved it for quite some time. So it's great to see him win that. What else do you think he's deserved it for? I'm going to give you 12 a Monkeys for there. sure. And he was nominated, I think he so was, that's cool. Yeah, I think right. he could have definitely got supporting, maybe, maybe lead for Legends of the Fall. Thought he was fantastic in Legends of the Fall. Brandon's given me an... That was... T- <laughs> Listen, I love the movie Legends of the Fall, but if... Any acting performance stands out. It was Anthony Hopkins who was fantastic in it. That movie, no question. in my opinion, was more of the kind of like the deification of Brad Pitt with his flowing locks and the sun setting behind him on a horse and all he that. He was in pain 90% <laughs> of the movie. Agreed. But what I'm saying is that I, it, it, you were less likely to focus on a great performance. And Ed Zwick wasn't really trying to get a great performance out of him because it was a very sweeping, you know, World War One country you know family kind of epic you know so i don't know if you I, what about benjamin button nope not at all no nope. too it was too effects heavy too like it, his perform there was for me anyway watching it there was this barrier between me and his performance because of all, all right of the what effects. about best supporting actor for fight club nope really no 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 i i like him in stuff more like Gosh, not even River runs through it. None of his real he's early so good stuff. In that though. Yeah, but but I, I really look. He's he, I, he's like our he's like another George Clooney. He's a great movie star. He's a fantastic movie star, and I don't need him to move me emotionally. Like I don't need a Daniel Day Lewis performance out of him. I think he's great. So when he finds the perfect role like this in Once Upon a Time, and he doesn't try to do too much, and he just fucking nails it, yeah, and is connected and. He's got a little wink sometimes, like we know what we're making fun of here and what's going on here, and it's great. And it, and you're on. He lets you in. He completely lets you in on that. Okay, you know what I would have maybe, I would have liked to have seen him acknowledged for is a, another Tarantino film, Inglorious, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, he was great. I was, was about doing, to mention that one, but because he was doing a character, Kristoff was so clearly exactly that one. Sure. So that that you know, that's the that's the you know Christian Bale mentioned this. That's like the the bane of supporting actors when, you know, there's someone else just with a better written role, you know, uh, Christoph Waltz just had a better role. Yeah. Right. There was much more for him to do with the several different languages and the great speeches and all of that. And Christian Bale mentioned that when he won for the fighter, he looked right at Mark Wahlberg and said, Mark, I've been the guy that, that, you know, the movie's all about and everyone else gets to have fun and you're carrying the film. I've been that guy. So I feel you. Thank you for giving me the room to, to play this crazy character and get recognized. So I appreciate it. So that was, that was super cool of him to say that. A lot of truth in that. A lot of truth in it, man. Tons. You can make the argument that, I mean, cause DiCaprio wasn't even nominated for Django. And I think that sure. was some of his best work he's ever done. But Kristoff. Yeah. Won that one. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson also could have been nominated for that. Very easily. Fantastic. Very, very but easy. so sometimes that's the plight of the movie star who Brad right. Pitt has been for 30 years, yeah. you know, it's the other guys that get to have all the fun and do all the crazy stuff, you know? Which is so interesting that Brad would for, win for taking a back seat. Sure. Because well, how often with, does he do that? Happened with Clooney. Right, with, with Siriana. With, with Siriana, yeah. exactly. You know, there was other stuff going on, so he got to do his thing. Happened with Paul Newman, Color of Money. You know, he got to do his his subtle kind of nuanced role while we were all focusing on Tom Cruise being a maniac, you know? So, Laura Dern and... Laura Dern. Yeah, Laura Dern. That was it. And, uh, so you called hands down, no contest, not even close, that Bong Joon would win. I picked Sam Mendes because he had won everything prior with the exception of, well, I mean, 
he won the Golden Globe mm-hmm. uh, for Best Picture. So I just, yeah, I mean, to me that was a toss up. But here's here's what I want to get back to that we talked about in the last episode that Brendan didn't have a problem with, but I did, and that was a movie winning Best Foreign Language and Best Picture. Now I've sat and I've thought about this for a while. You're thinking about it too much, Jeff. I guess, but I mean, the, the Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press obviously is going. They're the foreign press. They're going to try and have foreign language films in there, and I get that it didn't win both. The Academy having a foreign language category and then allowing that to be nominated again. I guess here's my point. If it's good enough to win both, then it's good enough to win both. I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I've made my peace with it. I'm not as upset about it as I was before. I mm-hmm. thought for sure it should be separate. They shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to win both. I feel a little bit differently now. Sure. I'm still not hundred percent convinced. He made a fantastic film. There's no taking that away. If it's good enough to win both, it's good enough to win both. Right. It's for me, it's if you're upset about it, then tell the other people to make better films. Make a film that's uh, that's impossible to ignore as best picture. And that's Let me a, ask you about that because obviously a few years ago there was not enough minorities being represented in movies. Sure. Um, Look, it's I, a, it's, I thought I thought it was really unfortunate because it was also, it was mostly African American speaking up. But you want to look at how many roles there are for Latinos? Sure, not many. So, do you think that there should be more written, and that's the problem? Uh, yes, of course. I think there should be more written in that because I think there's a lot written, but they're also just people aren't reading these roles. Going, this person could be white, black, or Hispanic. No, they're not. Of course they're just not. saying who's the best person for this role? Yes, of course there needs to be more diversity and more representation across Hollywood that that that, that is more closely aligned with the movie going public, with people Correct. who need to be represented in these movies. Of course there needs to be. And I think it's a different conversation than to say but then to demand uh representation in the awards, okay? Cuz then you can make it right. based on a pu- purely creative uh justification. It's like, okay, just give a better performance. Give a performance that is impossible to ignore. As you pointed out already, I don't want to see Greta Gerwig winning because we owe it to a woman to win not. an Academy and Award. she doesn't either. And neither did Catherine the... Bigelow. Of Catherine course, Bigelow earned it. Of course, 100%. And, and you want to see it like 100%. that. The and problem, Greta would want it that way right. too. Yes, it's a problem. There needs to be a more diversity, of course. And, and it needs to be addressed in every area. In every area. And the Academy's doing it. They're, they're getting more diversification in their voting block. 100% they're doing that, making a concerted effort to to kind of get rid of the old white men that have been right. deciding this forever and getting a much younger, more diverse, culturally diverse demographic that's voting. And so, but also at the level just of development, these companies need to, to you know, writers need to write spec scripts yeah. that where you sit down with some unknown guy two blocks from here, looking at the empty screen saying, okay, this is going to be a movie about a black guy and an Asian woman falling in love and adopting Latino kids, whatever, you know, and, and, and have that be a fantastic, great story, something along the lines of, of marriage story. Why, you know, that doesn't have to be white people. Right. Right. You know, nothing against Noah Baumbach. He's, he's great. And And he's white. So I get that. Sure. Of course. And that's how we saw it. He's allowed to do that. Correct. Just saying is that, it's one of those things that I think is, is is happening, and it's awesome that it's happening. It's just going to take a little while longer to happen. And I think people like a great example is Donald Glover. When we have the iPhone and we have the internet, you don't have to wait anymore. You don't have to wait for these roles to be written or the, for these films to be made. You can do them on your own. Yeah. So sure. go out there and do it. If you want more diversity 
and you yeah, are a minority, go out there and make it happen for yeah. yourself. Don't wait for somebody yeah. to give you that role. Yeah. That would be my advice. But, but I, you know, and I've been on the other side of it, on the executive side of it, like at Sony, when we're staffing up a writer's room, you know, all agencies were sending us lists. Here are our writers that are available. Asterisks by names that, that denote minority hires because there are, I'm sorry, diversity hires because there's, there's a, a quota now. Mm-hmm. Diversity hires, you know, like, like middle-aged white men as writers, they're fucking unicorns as far as getting jobs, you know? And I'm completely support it. Yeah. Even though it, 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 it means that it's harder for me to get work. Right. But I understand what if the If it improves the quality been. of the work. Yeah. And I also know that, that, that the, you know, that the, the middle-aged white man has been riding high on the hog in Hollywood for fucking hundred years. You know, it's okay, man. Step right. aside. Cause there's a lot of fucking talent out there that's overlooked. I agree. For, for, Terrible, terrible for a terrible reasons. reason, yeah. Terrible fucking reasons, exactly. Well, yeah. that was your best director. He deserved it. Best picture, fine. We got it. Uh, I would like to say that I think 1917 was unique. It was great. I'm agreed. I'm glad that it didn't win best picture. Hmm. I would have. I hate to go back to it, but it was my favorite film of the year. I would have loved to have seen JoJo win it, but I'm also glad that Joker did not win best picture. So the last thing I'll ask you before we uh, take out, yeah, I know Brandon's big stinker of the year was a Joker. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm just going to soundbite that, and we'll just put that in from now on. Sorry, Brandon doesn't have anything to say. I'll right, just give it the old fart noise. But here's what was amazing: the show was way too long, and there was no host. Do you prefer the show with a host or without? I don't care. You don't care? No, I really don't. I'm ready for all the musical performances to be to be gone. I don't need each best song to be performed. Uh, I don't know where they performed this year. They were, they were, yeah, they were. I, I like, I remember, I remember the heyday of, uh, when I first started giving a shit about the Oscars a long time ago, when Billy Crystal was the host all the time and he was terrific. He was terrific. I had a lot of fun. No, he's one of the best ever. I had a lot of fun. And then I remember in the two thousands when it was, you know, Hugh Jackman or if it, I'm, I'm probably maybe even the tens, the, 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 the naughty audies, uh, it was Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. No, no uh, Franco. Franco and Anne Hathaway one year. That was the worst I've ever seen. Right. Chris Rock, Ellen, Steve Martin, and Alec Baldwin was a pretty bad year. That was pretty bad. Right. Rock and Ellen were good. Yeah. Um, John Stewart did one year. He John was fine. John Stewart, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth uh, McFarlane. Remember when Seth McFarlane didn't did it? Didn't care for that one either. And I'm a big McFarlane fan. I'm a fan, huge McFarlane I didn't, fan. I didn't care yeah, for that Yeah, I didn't care that either. So they're really trying to, f- you know, I would have loved to have seen what. Eddie Murphy did if he didn't Kevin if, Hart if Brett Ratner didn't fuck it if up Brett Ratner Brett, fucked all that up absolutely Kevin Hart I would have loved to see Kevin Hart did but the cancel culture we're in now just okay yeah. right or wrong couldn't do it so I don't know I still say Academy if you really want to get that viewership back up well you tried to get Billie Eilish in there for absolutely no reason whatsoever mm-hmm. other than the fact that she's doing the new Bond theme song for yeah. him, which hasn't even come out yet so mm-hmm. good on you to try and get her involved I understand why you did it to try and get your uh, younger audience sure. to come back. Fine. Get yourself Justin Timberlake in there. He's funny. He can sing. He can dance. And he's actually been in some movies. I've been saying it for years. Get him in there to host. I think he'd be fantastic. So if you're listening Academy and I know you're not, get him in there. I'd love to see. Uh, I think the best host duo that they could get would be Steve Carell and Kristen Wick, If they hosted together. Well, actually, seeing Kristen Wiig with Maya Rudolph oh. up there presenting, mm-hmm. and now you have Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, I think Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph hosting the Oscars together would be great. Now, Kristen and Steve have worked together, and they be crack each other up. 
Well, and Kristen is so great. talented with singing and with dancing Absolutely. and with characters and, and Steve being the straight but guy. But they're also the ability. So here's what was so great. Do you remember that um, that guy that you know that came out and did kind of like the little recap Utkarsh. rap? Utkarsh, yeah. Phenomenal yeah, thing that they great. did. I thought that was a really unique way of kind of recapping. I would like to see kind of what you're saying right now where when you have somebody like a Carell, when you have someone like Kristen Wiig and Maya these people can improvise. That's what makes Billy Crystal so good is the improvisation. Best. And when you can do that, I mean, Kimmel was pretty great when Warren Beatty and, and Faye Dunaway read the wrong name. Yeah. Not that it was their fault. They didn't know. Sure. But immediately Jimmy Kimmel comes out and he's like, Warren, what did you do? And then ends the show with, I knew I'd screw this show up somehow. You know, like you <laughs> have to be able to do it. But it's nothing like Billy Crystal the year that Jack Palance, Jack Palance was doing one arm fucking push Jack Palance just bungee jumped, jumped off, off the Hollywood side. He just, he just rendezvoused with the mere space station, whatever. It was great. You guys want to know why Brian and I host this show? We just quoted the 1992 Oscars <laughs> by looking at one another. <laughs> this wasn't a movie quote. We just quoted the effing Oscars together. Yeah. That is why I asked him to do this podcast. Yeah. That is why we are going to continue to do this podcast from 1992. from 1992. And that is where we're going to leave it. Because he went for city slickers. He went for city slickers. And the following year, in case you missed it, he was whipping Jack Palance while sitting on a giant Oscar statue that Jack Palance was literally pulling over his shoulder on the stage. He's so leathery. He's like a saddlebag with eyes. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, tune in next time. We're going to have our first movie critique for you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.